Hi, and welcome to the MHDD Crossroads podcast, where we explore the intersection of mental health and developmental disabilities. This week, we caught up with Justin Olson, a longtime friend of Jeff Sheen. We wanted to see how he's doing coping with the COVID-19 pandemic and how that's impacted him. We hope you enjoy listening to this conversation we had with Justin. Since we last talked to you, we want to kind of touch base and see what's uh, been happening with you. Yeah, well, we have some uh, good breaking news this morning. Uh, well, I guess not good, but not bad. But uh, there's still a nonprofit organization still working out there to do uh, things with people with disabilities. And uh, I was able to go on to a radio show and, and do a, a podcast for them as well about the program that I belong to. If you remember last time, we talked a little bit about Best Buddies and a little bit about their friendship walk and how they were going to do that. And that was supposed to take place back in May. And since the pandemic, we've had to now turn it into a virtual walk. Um, But uh, with that being said, uh, you know, I'm I'm still working on that and and doing a lot of things. So, you know, there's a lot of things going on virtually, not a lot of distancing and, and, uh, and I've uh, had a lot of experience with what we're going to talk about today. So we'll start off with the questions and go back to Jeff. Great. Thanks, Justin. So I know that the, the walk is uh, one of the biggest fundraisers for Best Buddies every year. How is that going to look virtually? What are you going to do for that? Uh, well, I wasn't expecting that question, but I can shoot from the hip, I guess. Um, you know, Best Buddies has decided to do an, a national walk day for Anthony Kennedy Schreiber and myself. And Anthony is the founder of Best Buddies. And uh, we're gonna do a Facebook Live video with all the states at once. So all, all hundred, it'll be about 110 countries total and 50 states total, all being on Facebook Live. Even you guys from Logan can join, you know, you, you Aggie Blue fans, I guess we'll accept you. That, that'd be fantastic. Do you have a date for that, Justin? We'll make sure we put this in our show notes. Uh, June 20th. Okay. Um, we'll get the word out here on our end as well to invite as many people as possible to attend. And uh, I do appreciate the University of Utah blanket you have in the background and your red rimmed glasses. Hey, uh, you know, that, that's the right team, Jeff. So uh, thank you. So Justin, what else have you been busy doing uh, since we last talked to you? You know, since the pandemic, I've been uh, working from home, uh, not leaving much. This is, although this is not my office that we're in right now, my office consists of a car table and uh, a home telephone. And uh, that's about it. Um, So you're still doing the work that you were doing when we last talked to you? Friends of, MS, friends of MS Charities, yes. A lot of things are opening back up, but, you know, as I, as I go out and about, Jeff, I've noticed that people are not social distancing and they're not wearing their masks. Um, and one thing I'd like to stress, especially for those high-risk individuals, is that, you know, don't go out if you don't need to. Use delivery a lot. Uh, use Uber Eats. I know it's expensive, but the delivery fee is free. Uh, and let's let's keep everyone safe. 
Well, that leads into my kind of question, Justin, more about your specific situation. How has the COVID-19 situation, the social distancing, how's that changed your day-to-day life? We want to take a pause right here because there's some sensitive content coming up. Justin talks about the very real and disproportionate impact that the COVID-19 pandemic has had on the disability community. We're happy we have a platform to give Justin the space to discuss this. However, if you want to do something, there are many resources on the MHDD, social media, and our website about what you can do and how the COVID-19 pandemic has been impacting the disability community. Well, it, it, it ruined Best Buddies altogether. And I'm sorry to tie Best Buddies into this, but that is my life. Um, I am a buddy director and a state ambassador for Best Buddies. And in that position, um, I've had to still go out a lot because, because uh, I've attended uh, 16 funerals since the pandemic. And uh, you've attended 16 funerals since the pandemic? Yes, since the pandemic started. Um, and uh, I still have to, I help with the Facebook Live and the virtuality of that, that uh, aspect. So I'm still, you know, I, I get to go out, but not on a happy note. Uh, it's not just like going to a football game or going to an RSL game. That's all ended up for right now. And that's kind of ruined the social aspect of things because you don't get to do all the friends and, and you know, I was planning on coming up to Logan and surprising Jeff and taking him to Black Angus and that didn't happen either. So, you know, I mean, nice steak dinner with your buddy would be nice, but that didn't happen. Well, I want to follow up with you. Tell me a little bit more about these funerals. Are these best buddy folks or is this related to the pandemic? Are these people in poor health or what? Uh, most of them are related to the pandemic and most of them related to best buddies. Um, I've got, and I had uh, just last night, somebody pass away that has kidney failure and, and died because she couldn't get dialysis during the pandemic. So she didn't have coronavirus, but uh, because they wouldn't give her dialysis right now because of the pandemic. Um, you know, she had no choice. Um, so, uh, but the rest that we're talking about, they're best buddies and they're just friends, you know, but they're friends that want to do virtual, uh, virtual funerals and virtual grave sites. And so we're kind of helping the mortuaries here locally with that process. So when you're attending these funerals, these are virtual online funerals or graveside services that you're kind of... Correct. I'm using my cell phone and my cool nifty cell phone holder, how me and you get to talk sometimes and turning it around so they can see the funeral service and the, the, the graveside service. So are you, you going in person as one of the few people that are allowed to be at these funerals yeah, and then broadcasting them? Yes, I am helping podcast with the mortuary because the mortuary's website can only take so much. So we're just kind of teaming up. So I got to tell you, my friend, that sounds like um, really intense emotional experiences. How are you doing with all of that? Well, you know, the ones that are real close are just fine, but the ones that are hit real close to home are just, you know, those are, 
um, those are real hard. It's uh, it's not been it's not been easy. It's been very uh, emotional. Uh, you know, one thing I'd like to to touch on is people in a group home for a minute, Jeff, and then we'll go back to this. But you've got you've got a lot of staff. You've got a lot of group homes that closed down. I don't know if you heard the news a few weeks ago, but there was a, a disabled young man, a man probably my age, that was in Utah County, that he had to go home and live with his mother because the group home decided to close down. Now, I'm one of the lucky ones that has to, that left their group home open, that the staff decided they would work through it. But it's really been hard and challenging to to do the to do the the daily needs and everything to to get up every day and to you know uh, depression anxiety is a real thing right now. Uh, how you're going to pay the next paycheck? That's a real thing. I mean, even even though I'm disabled and on disability, I have to say that's not enough right now. Uh, and the stimulus check definitely wasn't enough. I think uh, I think we need another another stimulus, but that's my opinion. That's why I'm not a politician. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you're living this uh, day to day. What's what's the situation with your staff in the group home setting that you have right now? Uh, right now, it's my mom comes over a lot and takes care of me. Uh, she does all my food and she does all the you know shopping or whatever. Uh, they don't want to, they don't want, they want uh, very little space. They want to have their space. I've got one gal that comes in, she sits all the way down the hall and <laughs> when it's time to put me to bed, it's, it's sure difficult. Yeah. You know, I mean, the staff have a job to do and a lot of the staff, a lot of my staff do their job still, but there's, there's, there's just a couple that don't want to do it. Yeah, so, when they're when they're there with you, are they wearing masks and all of that kind of thing, or what's the... only when they have to get close? We've only got one that's wanting to wear a mask, and of course, uh, it's not required inside the group home, so we're okay. Um, washing the hands and disinfecting, as always. Um, I disinfect everything I use, even my own cell phone. So, as I don't want to get this. Yeah, well, I was going to ask you, how are you feeling about your own personal safety? Do you feel safe in your current situation? You know, I do. And because of that, I've been able to do some webinars. Uh, well, some uh, video doctor visits and make sure that I'm not uh, have any symptoms. I've downloaded the uh, Utah... Um, the Utah app for the uh, symptoms that I don't have any. So um, I'm excited to try the new uh, new app they're going to have that the phone can do a test right there. It'll be rolling out in the next three months. So and that's kind of cool to watch and see. So, you know, I, I don't think that I think we're going to end up having a football season. Just let all my football fans know out there, you know, get ready to be beat by the Utes because it's coming. Um, I know that practices have opened up and 
maybe we won't be able to go to as many games this year, but we'll still beat you. So we'll still beat you, and we'll we'll still uh, we'll still continue to win our Pac-12 championships, even if we play those Utah State Aggies. Yeah, I admire your uh, athletic competitive spirit, my friend. So you've mentioned a little bit about depression and anxiety right now. Uh, what are you doing to stay as mentally healthy as you can in the difficult circumstances? You know what? It's real difficult without the girlfriend. I got to tell you, I had a doctor tell me it's better to have a girlfriend than not have one at this point because they can still come over and they can help you out because they've been close to you already. And so it's, uh, it's very difficult because you have no one to talk to. In my situation, I maybe have one or two staff that can speak English. Um, versus four or five that cannot at all. And that's, that's what's kind of hard is they don't want to have a conversation. They can't have a conversation. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of times sitting on your computer doing nothing, uh, just typing letters to yourself. Are you, are you interacting with people like we are right now on Zoom? Are you doing any kind of virtual visits with friends? Or? A, lot of, a lot of FaceTime visits. Uh, they closed Best Buddies, but they told me that my position was uh, necessary. And I said, well, okay, I'll do a FaceTime then. Um, and that's, that's what I've been doing. Um, but, uh, and that's okay. I'm, I'm good with that. But sometimes the FaceTime isn't enough. Uh, I looked at some, some stats yesterday, Jeff, and again this morning to prepare for a call. And they say that a lot of disabled people need that physical touch, whether it's a handshake, a hug, or whatever it might be, a fist bump. You know, uh, they need that. They, they, they use that as a security. Mm -hmm. And so right now you've got a lot of people that are just, uh, you know, doctors are just saying, well, we can't do anything for you. We're not willing to up your meds because we can't really see you face to face. And what I'm saying is, wait a second, we're right here on the webcam. <laughs> Isn't that good enough? Or do I need to be having a, a panic attack or an episode when I call you? Because, you know, you never know. I mean, you know, um, I've got two family members, one that's got kidney failure going on, that just got worse kidney function. And then I got one that's dying from leukemia that's been put on hospice. So that's, I mean, I'm still dealing with all the, you know, it just feels like every time you turn around and get ahead 10 feet, you're just pushed back with something negative, you know? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot going on for you, my friend. I know that um, just because there's a pandemic, the rest of these life situations like leukemia and kidney failure, they don't stop because of this other situation. It just is everything's on top of everything else. Um, no, and then... Uh, you know, it's it's kind of interesting as we as we go through this, and I think, okay, when's RSL going to start? When's the youth going to say, okay, we're good to go? You know, they've got some soft deadlines. Well, we've already passed a, a couple soft deadlines, and now they put new ones out. But can you can you really count on those? You know, that's that's what you got to ask yourself. Well, I I think you know the uncertainty that's just in every corner of our life nobody knows what's going to happen with pretty much anything but 
I wanted to reach out and talk to you. I've been thinking a lot about you and wondering who do you have that you're able to talk to about some of this, this grief and, and things that are happening when you watch your it's, friends? It's called Facebook. Uh, posting on Facebook, messaging yeah. on Facebook, and it's just a random friend, you know, that, that maybe can understand what I'm going through. Because there, there are not there, there are not any doctors. You found it hard to get in to talk to me. Have you do you have a counselor that you've been talking to at all, or has that been difficult? Uh, Medicaid doesn't pay for counseling no more, so that's they pay for the medications and that's it. So they cut that a year ago. Kind of sad, but uh, and and I definitely don't have the money to to pay for anything like that right now. Yeah. It's, are you still uh, are you still getting a paycheck from your job? Oh yeah, I mean that that's still coming in, but is the thing of it is is it, is it enough? And and I could work I could work 40 hours a week and that's kind of what I'm doing. 6 to 8 hours a day right now and and that's still not enough to cover everything. I mean, you know, it's it's scraping bottom. So, as we go through this, it, it just seems that it's not getting easier. I've actually reached out to my own representative and, and uh, congressman and, and, and voiced my opinion, but then again, you wonder if they're actually gonna read it or what's going on or if they actually get them because their mailbox is full. You know, it's... yeah. It's hard for everybody, I think. I don't even think you have to have a disability at this point, Jeff. I mean, you know, you, you look at somebody that was looking to go do study abroad over the summer. Uh, that's all been canceled. You look at, you look at people, people like Dr. Al Romeo and that we both know and, and you. And I mean, look at where you're working. Whoever thought you'd be working under a white walls condition with nothing on them. I mean, that's got to be depressing in itself. I mean, there's I've got, no... I've got better light this time than last time. Well, you do, but there's no color on the wall, man. I mean, you know, I mean... The wife I mean, doesn't let me put color on the wall. I got to honor her choice. Well, that causes... Well, you let her know that causes depression. So she needs to kind of rethink her mental process there, buddy. I got some bright, colorful things on the walls that you just can't see them right now. Oh, uh, well, that's okay. But no, what I'm saying is people are saying to repaint your apartment. Well, you really can't do that because that's, that's based on the apartment complex. Um, you know, it's, it's hard. Is that, I mean, you're wearing a bright yellow shirt and bright red glasses. That's kind of a cheerful, is that, do you, you like bright colors, yeah? Yeah, but this is kind of a work shirt. You never know when you're going to get called into a meeting for the office and have to go on camera. So, uh, and I and I'll tell you that's that's happened more than once today. So, um, even when you're off work, you still get called in. I get calls at eight o'clock at night, Jeff. So, uh, I'm I'm burning the midnight oil here, buddy. Well. You know, you you have a lot of good advice that you've given the last couple of times we've talked. I'm just wondering, as challenging as everything is, 
right now. What, what advice or tips do you have to other people that are in a similar situation that they can do to take care of themselves the best they can? You know what? In, in regards to that, I would encourage everyone, and maybe Jeff can put this back up on our podcast site, but go, go over to the medical home portal. It's still active, and we, can, we have a nice video there. I think the adults with disabilities, even though it's geared towards youth right now, I think it's a good video to listen to. I've done it a couple times to refresh my memory. Uh, and you can hear Jeff's beautiful voice and a lot of my other friends that are far, far away on, on in Utah State Territory and, and everywhere else. So, uh, but as well as, you know, FaceTime and get a webcam if you can. Xbox is right now offering uh, free online membership and they've got a nice adaptive controller that they came up with people with disabilities. I'm trying to get my own Xbox right now as we speak um, because they got adaptive devices that no other system has. So get online and interact with your friends just like you know, me and Jeff and uh, Alex here, I mean, you know, she might be muted, but she's still, she's still part of the circle. So it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a rough pandemic. And, you know, all I can say is when we, when we talk again, I hope that we're talking about how did we reach the end goal and, and what can we do to make sure we're still protected. Yeah, I look forward to talking to you again soon. And, and in the meantime, I certainly wish you all the best and uh, thinking about you and uh, hoping it all goes well and that you stay safe and healthy like the rest of us and uh, hoping to talk to you again soon. You bet you, Jeff. And, and maybe not, not a, so much of a professional level. You know, you can always call me at midnight, one in the morning because I'm up. So, hey. Yeah, well, you, I know you tried to call me the other night at like 1030. And I was in bed, man. Yeah, well, life doesn't end, buddy. When I see a Marco Polo that I missed two days ago. Yeah, I won't do Marco Polos. I'll just give you a call straight out. Yeah, just straight out call me, man. It's, I mean, hey, you know. We'll do some FaceTime. Or maybe Facebook. Maybe you need to get a Facebook and a Twitter now, man. You know, I don't trust Facebook. Um, yeah, that's, that's part of you Aggie fans. Yeah, we're a, we're a suspicious bunch. Yeah, well, we won't go there, will we? No. Alex has. Well, I'd like to thank uh, Jeff and Alex for having me on their podcast today. And ladies and gentlemen, it's been great to be with you. But once again, uh, if you have any questions, Jeff can post my phone number. And uh, I would be more than happy to talk to anybody that's having a rough time. Hey, I appreciate you, friend. I, I'm... Glad you're doing all right. I know this is a real tough time and um, yeah, I'm hoping the best for you. Uh, yeah, and then uh, once you're done recording there, Jeff, uh, we have some questions for you that's off recording. Thanks for listening to this episode of the MHDD Crossroads podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share our podcast wherever you download your episodes. Make sure to follow us on social media at MHDD Center and visit our website, mhddcenter.org, for more trainings and resources.